Hi, this is Eva. This is Macy. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Welcome to the Do Y'all See This podcast. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. And welcome back. (laughs) This week we wanted to discuss, uh, well, first off, happy Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. This week we wanted to discuss some aspects of how we've seen fathers in media. Now, we wanted to go with a bigger representation than just what we saw growing up. So what we wanted to discuss is kind of the definition of how fatherhood has changed. Yeah. So I do think that earlier media, movies and TV really kind of portrayed fatherhood as this stoic, dispassionate, unaffectionate father figure who went to work, he provided, but he didn't think past that particular responsibility. And I think that representation is unacceptable as a role model now. So it's not something we are willing to accept in our media and in our regular lives too you know yeah correct so we'll unpack this father dad discussion a little bit more when we come back We are back and we are discussing today media portrayal of fathers. So according to articles from shapingyouth.org, medialit.org, and the communication school at Brigham Young University, there has been a shift in the representation of fathers in media over the past three decades. That shift has been from this family figurehead to one of a goofy doofus that many of us have grown up on. Even more recently, though, we have seen another shift where media fathers are allowed to show healthy emotions and build solid relationships with their families. Right. We actually found an article that outlines seven types of dads. You guys know us. We're going to find something out there to help support what we're talking about that makes sense. And since we are talking about media dads, as we go through, we're going to line up some media dads that we feel match up. So let's start with the first one. And the first one is a providing dad. The priority for a breadwinner dad is to not only be the protector of the family, but to also work and provide for the family while mom or a partner is at home with the kids and looking after the family. They also ensure the family feels safe and implements rules in the home. We call this the providing dad. This type does not suit everyone, and dads may want something different that will work for their family and fit their parenting Mm -hmm. style. So the media dad that we chose is Al Bundy, played by Ed O'Neill, (laughs) married with children. Uh, He is the husband of Peggy Bundy, father of Kelly and Bud Bundy, and long-term yes. women's shoe salesman at Gary's Shoes. <laughs> Al is known to frequently tell tales of his high school football days, most notably the time he scored four touchdowns in a single game for the 1966 Chicago All-City Championship game. 
And then, of course, blaming the outcome of his life on his wife and the Bundy curse. Right. So the next dad we have is the responsible dad. Responsible dads are good at organizing important things for their children and family. We're talking things like children's appointments, um, children's health care, just being organized with school-related things like school supplies, uniforms, music lessons. Now, the father that we chose is Uncle Phil. I know, I know. It doesn't sound like it lines up exactly, but hear me out. He's depicted as a very strict, commanding, orderly, and lawful man. Being the patriarch of the bank's household, he is seen to be very caring towards his children. However, while he is caring, he is undeniably very strict with his children, holding his children up to very high standards, and is seen to be disappointed with them when they do not live up to those expectations. So the next dad that we have is going to be a thoughtful dad. Thoughtful dad is always thinking about their child, what they need and what they want. These dads are great at knowing their child's strengths and limits, friends, names, and what they love to play. They are also good at planning ahead. So for Thoughtful Dad, we actually chose Hal, um, dad from Malcolm in the Middle, played by Brian Cranston. Hal is a well-meaning, loving caring, but slightly inept and completely immature father. With that being said, he has three (laughs) children that he treats according to their strengths, according to their personalities. And I think that is a strength. That is what makes him a thoughtful father. Before you move on, Ev, I'm going to tell you something really funny about uh, how now before Eva and I really got into this discussion about, um, about Father's Day and the media fathers, I really wasn't, um, familiar with how. And just so happened this week that I started getting all of these reels and everything like flooding my timeline about him. So they're listening. (laughs) But uh, of course, it is funny that I saw a clip where he had the two girls like cleaning the bathroom. Right. And the whole time he's like, so he's duct taping their computer clothes. And they're like, why is he doing that? He's like, because you guys tried to get over and now you can't have the internet. And it's like, I was like, this is not the guy ever told me he was. And so as it goes on, he starts like messing with them more and more like, now you're going to have to go clean my bathroom. You know how nasty I am. And so it was just like, like, as you said here, well-meaning and it's very loving, but completely <laughs> immature. <laughs> So our next dad is the sharing dad. Sharing dads share parenting roles with their partner and use a teamwork approach to parenting. These dads share household tasks, discuss parenting strengths and weaknesses with mom or their partner, and decide on how to respond to their child's feelings and behaviors. For this dad, we chose Dan, played by John Goodman of Roseanne. Uh, Dan is a also a loving, but very easygoing, funny, witty family man who at the beginning of this series was looking for a job but quickly became a drywall contractor he is often called the emotional anchor of the show i can i can be honest and say that of that show he's probably the one the the, one of the highlights for me i like how he deals with the children on that show yes and i like how he deals with the other relationships too with the adults because you do have to make sure you got Mm -hmm. adults you know yeah, so right. I, I enjoy and I yeah, he's one of my favorite parts of that show. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and jump into a few more of those dads from this list. We'll be back.
All right, we are back, and today we are discussing different fathers in the media. So we've already gone over providing dad, responsible dad, thoughtful dad, and sharing dad, and now we are at nurturing dad. Nurturing dads make sure their child is cared for and looked after. These dads are involved in things such as preparing meals, bath time, and buying clothes. Now, we know that nurturing dad sounds a lot like responsible dad, but the difference is that nurturing dad is the one who looks after kids and family when they are sick. They may stay home from work to look after them or to take them to the doctor. So for nurturing dad, we chose Randall Pearson, played by Sterling K. Brown on This Is Us. Uh, Randall Pearson has the brains, the guts, and the loyalty. He is smart, he's funny, he's loving. He is, though, flawed. As a dad and a foster dad, he is kind and supportive and understanding, and he's so present in almost every scene with the children. I just love it. Um, He learns both from his foster dad, Jack, and in the time that he has with his biological dad, William, he also understands that he and his wife, Beth, are a unit even if he isn't always the perfect husband. So the next dad we have is interactive dad. Interactive dads do the following together with their child. They play, they communicate, they explore ideas, they manage emotions, and they think creatively. They push their child to think outside of the box. They are there to foster independence, encourage their child to talk about their feelings and ideas, Um, that have been raised in things like books, shows, or movies. So for Interactive Dad, we chose Peter Griffin. (laughs) He is obnoxious, boisterous man residing in Quahog, Rhode Island, with his wife, Lois Griffin. They have three children, Chris, Meg, and baby Stewie. And after a mix-up at the sperm bank, Peter also became the biological father of Bertram. Now, we chose to put him here. We know (laughs) he is not the greatest dad. But if you think about it, if you think about it, he definitely pushes his children to think outside of the box because sometimes he is literally in that box. (laughs) He also (laughs) fosters independence by making sure Meg knows that no one (laughs) may be there for her. (laughs) Now, he also encourages his children to talk about their feelings. Now, whether or not he is listening is not what we said here. (laughs) And I think the description really hit on that. Like the very first thing was obnoxious because he is. Yes. All right. Yes. So (laughs) do you want to introduce the next one, Ed? Sure. So our last dad is the affectionate dad. Affectionate dads show their child how much they love them. They express their love, give their child hugs and kisses, and they say, I love you. If you've been listening to our show, you know I always give this disclaimer because I do understand the temperament of the times, um, but you also have to understand I am an 80s baby, so we're... I'm always going to have this faltering uh, feeling for The Cosby Show. So here I chose to have Heathcliff Huxtable represent our affectionate dad um, because the character Heathcliff Huxtable is a very kind-hearted and a dedicated father with a strong sense of humor. There is not one episode that you could even look back on and not see from beginning to end where Heathcliff is either joking with 
with his children or pushing them forward to their dreams or just listening and accepting his children as they are. So that's one of the main reasons that I chose He Feel Huxtable to be our uh, affectionate dad. Now, we have talked about seven types of dads here. And my next question to you, Eva, is what type of dad do you think you had growing up? So I have said last year, we did this episode, we did a Father's Day episode, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I said that I was mm-hmm. very lucky. I had a stepfather who, um, you know, loved us and accepted us. And we just were really happy to have him. Um, when I look at the seven that we are talking about in this episode, I will say that I feel like he's definitely a mix of the providing dad, the thoughtful dad, and the affectionate dad. He worked and still works very hard. He provided a safe and comfortable life for me growing up, but I always knew that that man had my back. Like from driving lessons to boyfriend stink eyes to granddadding it up with my little one, like he never Mm -hmm. misses a chance to say, I love you. But he was very good about not pushing that relationship. Like he knew he was not my dad, but he Mm -hmm. made sure that he knew that I knew that he was there. Um, And uh, Jimmy has always been known to slip a 20 in my coat when I left. So (laughs) happy Father's Day, Jimmy. (laughs) When I think about this question, it's really hard for me to hone in on one of these characteristics. I have to be honest, like my dad was really like an amalgamation of them all. Um, Without going back and hitting every single one, like he definitely provided he worked all the jobs. Like I can't think of a time my dad didn't have a job and it's like really crazy. But um, like when it came to my childhood, he, he and my mother were united front. Like they shared those responsibilities. There's times when other people came to stay with us, other relatives came to stay with us. And my father was the father for four or five of my cousins that that month, that week, or however long they were there. Education was always key. He always made sure that was a forefront thing for me. Like I said with my mom, there was no pitting them against each other, like to get what I wanted. It was, you ask one for $2. (laughs) And he'd be like, what'd your mom say? And I was like, well, mom said maybe tomorrow. He's like, well, I guess it's maybe tomorrow then. So like, it's not, there's no way I could like do that. When it came to like punishment, like my dad was not like an enforcer and he didn't need to be because his disappointment was like worse than any punishment I could think of. Like just the thought that he would be like, mm, I don't like that. It's like, ugh, it drops my heart even right now to think that. Like, my dad gave all the hugs. He played all the games. We had, like, our own, like, shorthand of, of, like, talking to each other. And we had, like, funny ways of, like, picking with my mom and stuff. Um, We always said I love you. But more importantly, he showed his love for me every day in so many ways. So I just want to say... Happy Father's Day to my father. So we have reached the part in the show that is everyone's favorite. We will be heading into our Do Y'all See This moment of the week when we get back. 
So we know that everyone loves our Do Y'all See This Moment of the Week, and we have decided that we wanted to extend it and move it right on over to YouTube to our Do Y'all See This Reacts that releases every Wednesday, where you can get with Eva and I and catch up with us as we catch up with the world and get some right then reactions from us for what's going on. So like I said, hit that notification button. That way you can catch up with us as we catch up with the world. And back to the show. All right. Before we get into the Do Y'all See This moment of the week, we could not go any further without acknowledging what is also happening on this great day. So we are not just celebrating Father's Day today. We are also celebrating Juneteenth. And we want to talk about it and acknowledge it for a moment. So, Ev, what is Juneteenth? So, Juneteenth is the oldest holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. Uh, it is annually celebrated on June 19th. On the 1st of January, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation was issued, but it wasn't until June 19th, 1865, two years later, that the Union General Gordon Granger made it to Galveston, Texas, to announce General Order 3, which... It actually made the Emancipation Proclamation to the last enslaved persons. So June 19th, 1865, the immediate period after that announcement was called the scatter because obviously many of those enslaved persons were ready to be out, even though they were encouraged in General Order 3 to work for their previous enslavers. Because of course they were. Uh, Juneteenth has gone by many names, including Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Emancipation Day, and Second Independence Day. Now, obviously, with all these different uh, iterations of celebrations, you can see that we as Black people have been celebrating this holiday. Now, it has become an official federal holiday. Last year, June 2021, the Biden administration signed into law that Juneteenth is now, as I said, a federal holiday. And I am a little annoyed by it, guys. I, I gotta be honest. I love the validation that yes, this did happen, but I just feel like they're just like playing with us. Like things that I, I, I honestly feel like it's for us. It's for us. It's for Black people anyway. And the fact that everyone now gets to be a part of it it's just, I'm not with it. I really feel like a lot of these companies are going to jump on it like it's a bandwagon, just like they do with Pride. Um, what else? Any holiday. I feel like it's, it, they like to make it like extra commercial. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like this is one I am not with. Um, it's so annoying to me. Like recently there was Walmart who decided to come up with the Juneteenth ice cream. Now, I'm not saying that the ice cream isn't good, but I'm just saying I don't need it. There's nothing about your ice cream that's going to make me feel like, oh, closer to my ancestors or anything like that. That's going to be like, oh, this is, you know, great for the celebration. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I don't want it. I still want the mom and pop and the small business owners who are making these shirts and everything, I want them to still get their same push to be like, yeah, it's us. We out here. We If we're going to make something like this, like how we've done before, but we, it's like, oh, you know, that person I know who makes a Juneteenth shirt. That is what I want it to still be. And I just feel like 
Walmart getting into it or any other company getting into it is just like watering down. And I don't want it. Now, maybe it's just me saying, you know, a little negativity on my positivity. But Ev, tell me how you feel. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like really in it. I mean, I do appreciate, I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. I appreciate that it's the validation. I appreciate that it is getting the recognition that it should, that, you know, all American history is American history. And these type of things need to be recognized at, you know, at the federal level. We need to be able to have mm-hmm. those holidays. I understand what you're saying, though, because it, it does feel like if you weren't celebrating Juneteenth before, um, why do you think you should be getting a day off now? Right. Um, but with that also being said, I also, I don't like the commercialization. I, you know, it was going to happen because it happens, as you said, with pride, with, um, women's history month, with mm-hmm. all of the history's months, <laughs> um, you know, any way that a corporation thinks they're going to make some money, they're going to, they're going to put out whatever they need to, to make it sound like they are for the cause. One of right. my favorite things, and this is actually slightly off tangent, was there was a, um, I was following this Twitter page that during Women's History Month, they went through and every company that came out and was like, we are for women. They went through and they found out how many people were on the board. And what I would appreciate is if if you were really wanting to celebrate Juneteenth, put your diversity numbers on blast. Like, let me know yes. how many Black people you have on the boards. Yes. And it was always embarrassing. It was always like, mm-hmm. you know, we had one out of 12. It was, and it's always... So I would appreciate if you're a corporation, don't come out with your, your Juneteenth ice cream unless you come out with some Juneteenth diversity in numbers. Yes. And I also feel like Biden administration is like playing in our face a little bit with it because it's like, oh, no, you're not getting reparations. Oh, you're not getting any real bills. We're not making. Um, What's the other one that um, I was reading the other day where they were saying black hate, like to make it an actual law? Like, remember how it was? Um, yeah. Asian hate, how that yeah. came, how that became that came into like we're still asking for that we're still looking for that and yet what you're saying to us is well we're not gonna give you any real legislation but we will actually make Juneteenth something that you were already celebrating anyways now we're gonna make it for everyone I'm good I mean I won't be buying the ice cream but I don't want it at all <laughs> so. We just wanted to take a moment and make sure that we gave Juneteenth and Father's Day their full um, go. So now back to the show, guys. Oh my gosh, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did y'all see that? Did you see that? All right. We are back and we are at your favorite point. It's the Do Y'all See This Moment of the Week. And actually, this one isn't of this week. This one is going to be a few weeks back. And I feel like it was just put on our hearts to not let y'all play this man no more to the left like this. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about for Father's Day DYST this week. Russell Wilson. Yes. Um, so y'all have been out here playing my guy like he isn't being a good father. Like they calling him corny and a square. And I'm just like, 
when isn't that what good dads are? <laughs> Don't like where is this emotion coming from? This really sounds like um people with no fathers <laughs> or bad father relationships. Like I'm sorry. Very much hater behavior. Yes. Hater. I I I think you found the perfect word there. Hater is it. But there was a guy out here who said that he felt like he was corny. And I saw like um Russell Wilson doing some dad jokes and stuff like that. And I was like, this is what he's supposed to do. Like, is this not funny? Yes, he is corny, but also that's exactly what he says. Like, let's discuss the fact, the the only way and the only reason I know even who Russell Wilson is, (laughs) is because, (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know who, I didn't know who he was before because he got with Mm -hmm. Sierra and he became like the father figure in Sierra's, children's life like he he stepped into the role and then he became his daddy on his own so yay him so yes he is a corny square (laughs) but that's exactly what dads are I think I mean I just don't get it I don't see the downfall in this situation I don't see how everyone is making it into a bad thing like like, I've heard a couple of things where they were like, no, he doesn't seem like he's smooth enough to get her. Or what did he tell, like, what did he say to get her? It probably was corny. Yeah, but he got her, though. See, that's the thing people don't understand. For corny people, there's a corny person for them. Correct. Like, <laughs> y'all love Sierra, but y'all don't want to be like, oh, she corny? Or are we saying that that's what it is? Like, I just don't see how it's a bad thing. Like, to say Mm-mm. he's a good father. He treats her good as far as we can tell. She seemed to be loving it. Correct. <laughs> and you know, I love to say, if you love it, I like it. I'm like, well, I, I, well, who am I to go against it? So we would love for you to tell us what type of father you are by using our hashtag DYSTM at YallPod on Twitter, or let us know what type of father you had growing up on Facebook at Do Y'all See This? We'll be posting some of our favorite father memes on our Instagram at Do Y'all See This Pod, all one word, no spaces. If you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give us great feedback, you can reach out to us at Do Y'all See This Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen. All five stars. Thanks in advance. And thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch up with you next time. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day. Bye.